Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luganol Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRouseMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing a classic. I mean, what is it on? AFI's top 100, IMDb's like top 10, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, obviously this is going to have it through the roof, uh, 97%. 9.2 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Hell, even Facebook has a 5 out of 5, whatever ratings are on there. Who, whoever goes by that. Um, but today we are discussing 1972, The Godfather. A two-hour and 55-minute movie directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I think if I look at our library, this is our... Th- Second, I think this is our second Francis Ford Coppola um, joint that we've covered. The other one being Apocalypse Now, which just blew my socks off. That was another one I was not ready for. Coppola is one of those that just goes for these big swings and epic tales. And it just, it, uh, those two movies, these two movies alone, um, we're not going to discuss the rest of uh, The Godfather trilogy as of right now but uh you know those two the godfather and uh apocalypse now just just blew my socks off and of course he's a well-renowned um director that has always feels like he's playing catch-up but every time he's playing catch-up he always has just like this has something uh, amazing to say now whether we are uh discussing you know his uh, academy award-winning movies such as The Godfather, um, you know, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay was shared, obviously, with uh, the writer Mario Puzo. Um, but uh, he's also released other movies such as uh, The Conversation, um, which he resol- received the Palme d'Or for at the Keynes Film Festival. Uh, his next film was The Apocalypse Now, 1979 uh, war epic i mean after seeing what he does with the godfather part uh godfather one and two because those come out before apocalypse now um it's just you can see that this guy can tackle something of this magnitude um so yeah with regards of having just a a big strenuous cast uh, crazy obstacles just like kind of a nightmare of a scenario to to shoot in it always feels like his his uh productions are always like a hurricane kind of what they they were you know having to deal with with uh apocalypse now that that physical weather uh and attributes of having to deal with his movie sets just sound um kind of like a nightmare on a level so i'm always interested to see what francis ford coppola is going to bring um so continuing on um, this is based off of uh, Mario Puzo's best-selling um, book, Night in 1969, the novel of the same title, The Godfather. Um, this film stars Marlon Brando, uh, Al Pacino, James Caan, Richard Castanello, uh, Robert Duvall, Sterling Hayden, John Marley, Richard Conte, and Diane Keaton. It's the first installment in the Godfather trilogy chronicling the Corleone family under the patriarch Vito Corleone, 
played by Brando. From 1945, the story takes place to 1955. It focuses on the transformation of his youngest son, Michael Corleone, played by Pacino, from reluctant family outsider to ruthless mafia boss. And so we'll continue on with some of the, uh, the, 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 the details of this movie before we kind of get into more opinions. Paramount Pictures obtained the rights for the novel uh, to the novel for uh, $80,000 before it gained popularity. Studio executives had trouble finding a director. The first few candidates turned it down, the position before uh, Coppola signed on to direct the film, but disagreed. But disagreement followed over casting several characters, in particular Vito, who was uh, Marlon, obviously Brando, um, and Michael. Filming took place primarily on location around New York City in Sicily and was completed ahead of schedule. The musical score was composed by principally by Nino Rota with uh, additional pieces of Carmine Coppola. Which I believe is his wife. Uh, oh, sorry, his uh, uh, brother. I believe that's his. Oh, sorry, that's not his. That's his, uh, his father. His father uh, wrote, uh, composed additional pieces. Sorry. Um, the Godfather premiered at Lowell's State Theater on March 14th, 1972, and was widely released in the United States on March 24th, 1972. It was the highest grossing film of 1972 and was for a time the highest grossing film ever made, earning between 250 and 290 million at the box office. And this was done on an approximate budget of six to seven million. Now there's like a disagreement apparently about what how much this movie actually costs, but six to seven million doesn't sound too crazy for uh, about how much this movie made, which uh, is incredible. You know, two hundred fifty to two ninety is just like that, that, that's crazy on that budget. Um, the film was uh, well received by critics and audiences who praised its performances, particularly those of Brando and Pacino, the direction, screenplay, writing, story, cinematography, editing, score, uh, portrayal of the mafia, even though there's a lot of things that they actually got uh, wrong actually in the book and there's a lot of logistical things that is actually wrong in the movie, but actually the Italian mob has modeled themselves uh, loosely off of, or immediately after, in the in the 70s and 80s they were kind of modeling themselves after this movie that was actually factually wrong in some of the more important part, important parts and so i thought that was kind of interesting how the art is uh is trying to intimidate life uh but um it's actually turning like the other way around even though it was wrong the first time um so yeah, I, I pretty much agree with uh, 100% about that. The fact is, this movie feels like you're dropped into a world that is extremely lived in. You're not, if you're not based in the Italian mafia, you would probably think that this is almost documentary light. It does feel like the way that uh, Francis Ford Coppola is filming this um, 
this movie, it's almost like he just has a tripod chilling and occasionally he'll zoom in on some characters and there'll be like very interesting conversations. And obviously the, the cinematography in it is, is very impressive for, for what, you know, the type of media literacy they had back then, but it does honestly feel like you're just dropped in like these family moments and these family scenes and it all feels so lived in the 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 godfather himself uh reminds me very much of my jewish grandfather who kind of is like you know has the patriarchal feel of the family and very much everyone you know kind of circles him when there's all the the family stuff going on and and it you know back in the day my i I don't remember my grandfather being as young i think as uh the godfather is in this but um yeah i think he's this this grand, uh, godfather's maybe in his 60s i don't have an a, approximate year for how old he is in this but maybe in his 60s 70s but i you know my grandfather's 100 years old right now so um you know as i'm recording this that's uh, i just I, i'm not even 30 yet so i don't remember when he was that young but I digress, you know, I, I can just I can relate to having the big family dynamics uh, of this obviously we're not doing any of this mafia stuff but uh, the way that the family kind of can fold into, you know, making sure the older generation and appeasing the older generation is very common I'd say not just in Italian, um, you know, households but uh, many many households and i know that uh, japanese culture i believe is very similar um but yeah i i enjoy the hell out of this movie mostly from um it feels kind of like a three-act structure in a way that it's kind of episodic in a way it feels like a mini series like uh, the first hour second hour third hour which is ironic that i was uh actually not really bashing against but uh, Oppenheimer is a three hour solid movie and we're going place to place people were talking this that and the others happening but it feels like so much longer of a movie in comparison to this uh, the Godfather movie which it feels very much like there might be uh, one main one or two main places that our characters are staying in within an hour but it gives time for there to be life within this film um i know i'm kind of basically what i'm saying is like even though it's like super super serious there might be a uh, an intense conversation between like one of the hit guys and uh one of the mob guys and uh you know brando you know don corleone and he's one of the mob guys is sitting there quivering trying to talk to the uh, you know the godfather and a little child will run into the frame and you know kind of uh break the tension in a way but in a way that it feels so lived in it feels like of course there would be kids everywhere there would be life everywhere i mean i remember at a certain age that there was just like 12 kids in our at our beach house and there was nowhere you could get where there weren't kids screaming or yelling or having fun or, or, or whatever, you know, when you have these big chaotic families, um, that's what tends to happen. And I felt like it was 
small moments that everyone is gonna is gonna hip check they're gonna tell you know the quote some of the best lines like uh leave the gun take the cannoli that's that's some gold right there um and uh and even it seems like showing us like the recipe of like a the meatballs and everything like that throw the wine in we sit there for two minutes and we're having like a, a conversation on how to make an italian an authentic italian recipe and when i was first watching this like the godfather this movie feels like it is the director's cut it feels like you're watching the extended edition but the movie is so good that you want to watch the extended edition every time so the I guess what I'm saying is if you got something really good, then leaving some of these, you know, chunkier parts in this movie is better because it has those that those chunkier parts. These are not flaws. These are not bugs. These are features. The recipes that this the sitting down for two minutes, the the we're we're at this wedding for easily. I think it's probably 20 minutes of the of the first little bit of this movie, but it gives us so much time to interact and and sit down and understand uh, all of these characters um, and all of these players, even Michael, you kind of see how he's kind of removed from the family, anything from, uh, and then Duvall's Hagen, Hagen's character. Um, and you kind of, the, the first 15 minutes of this movie, I know I'm kind of going uh, kind of, I think I'm breaking it down a little bit too much, but what I'm saying is it's so well structured and well paced and well like executed. It's like the first 15 minutes set up everything you need to know about basically the entire family, how it functions, how it's running, how the world works, even how the director is going to show you, you know, different parts of this family in having an old grandpa up there doing phallic gestures and dancing and singing and all that with the the matriarch of the family, uh, Mrs. Godmother or something. But um, I, uh, I am just, I'm kind of floored by how well it's paced just by starting it up. And you're almost immediately into the action, and it, it it does kind of feel like it's paced episodically, very much differently from. Um, I know I'm gonna try to stray away from the other two Godfather movies, but basically, The Godfather Two feels way more like two movies put together, and then Godfather Three is back to like the three act structure again, in my opinion. So. Yeah, the uh, the screenplay and everything for this, uh, basically everything from you know direction to the casting to the the execution of this movie is just uh, is done to such a high level to the point where it feels like you're at an authentic Italian family wedding. You're in an authentic Italian um, family. You're like introduced. Yeah, you're, you're you're in the family. Uh, uh, Dom Toretto is going to pop out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so cinematography was uh, 
was done by Gordon Willis, cinematographer and film director. Uh, known, he's done a lot of work with Woody Allen, uh, Alan J. Polka, James Bridge, and all three films for Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather series. Which is interesting because I think this is the the best looking one. I, I know some people might say Godfather Two might be the superior movie, but Godfather One is the one I'm going to repeat, uh, go back to every time. Minor spoiler, I guess. Okay, so uh, let's see what else do we got to cover on here. And again, we're streaming live on Twitch right now at Look It Up Podcast. Be sure to check out lookitoutpodcast.com for all of our links and descriptions and anything you need to know regarding the podcast can be found there and is in the description as well so um what else do we have uh okay so the godfather launched the successful careers of coppola pacino and relative newcomers in the cast and crew the film also revitalized brando's career which had declined in the 1960s and he went on to star in successful films um, later such years as Last Tango in Paris, Superman, and Apocalypse Now. At the 45th uh, Academy Awards, the film won the Best Picture, Best Actor for Brando, and Best Adapted Screenplay, Puzo and Coppola. It, in addition, the seven other Oscar nominations included Pacino, Khan, Duvall, all for Best Supporting Actor, and Coppola for Best Director. The Godfather is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made, as well as a landmark of the gangster genre. It was uh, selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry of the Library of Congress in 1990 and being deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant and is ranked the second greatest film in American cinema behind Citizen Kane by the AFI. It was followed by Godfather Part 2, 1974, and Godfather Part 3 in 1990, which respectively had what feels like completely different, um, you know, wheels to the engine, wheels to the wheels to the car. Every single movie that follows the original Godfather feels like it loses a, a little piece of what made the first one special. Again, all in my opinion. So, like I said, it's a runtime of 175 minutes. It's a it's a chunky boy, but the way that it's divided up, basically three different hours, and you get three solid, what feels like act structures within those hours that makes it feel like it just goes, goes, goes. And so, from the quotability to the fact that you might laugh, you might cry, you might, uh, what is it? Everything you might, you might just implode. I don't know. I can't think of all the emotions off the top of my head right now, but um, this movie makes you feel the things. It makes you feel the feels. And almost as soon as it goes off, I want to turn it back on because of 
either how funny it is or how much I enjoyed a scene or how quotable some people are. It almost feels like each scene is a little bit of catnip. I'm like, ooh, this is good. Ooh, this is a better flavor. Ooh, but but different types of layers and flavors because the the way the story completely ratchet, ratchets up and kind of, uh, you know, hits an, a, a pinnacle or a climax to it, so to speak, it's uh, it's extremely watchable and entertaining from that value. And if you want to do a, a small comparison to the other two, the other two are way less accessible and fun. Now, not from the quality of like the story of what happens through the rest of the story, but I don't necessarily think you need the rest of the Godfather trilogy. If it had stopped at just the Godfather, you could almost... You could almost guess if you've watched this movie, what would happen to the end of this family at the end, which is actually kind of interesting having seen, you know, uh, Scorsese's Casino, Scorsese's Goodfellas. Um, Goodfellas was 1990, I believe. So um, let me check real quick. Yeah, that was 1990. And I believe that the Goodfellas movie had stolen a little bit of the thunder of, of godfather three let me see godfather three okay so yeah okay so goodfellas came out in 19 sorry september 19th 1990 um made 47 million and then godfather three came out the same year 54 million dollar budget it came out on December, um, Christmas Day, 25th, um, 1990. So, yeah, I think what a lot of people had said was they were they were just comparing the two Mafia movies. I mean, how couldn't you at a certain point? But, um, and I believe there was talk that Scorsese was going to do one of the Godfather movies, but backed out to whatever reason. I'm, if I can find it, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to mark it in. But, uh yeah, it kind of makes sense. And and when you watch the Godfather series, even watching the first one, you can see that this is uh, not a sustainable lifestyle, to say the least. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so <clears throat> let's uh, continue on. And again, if you have any questions, uh, hop in the chat. If it's, uh, you're on VOD YouTube, whatever you're watching on, uh, pop it on there, and we'll get back to you in the aftercast. Aftercasts are when we normally have the um, responses to all of our uh, podcasts. Okay, so let's hop into the spoiler section for The Godfather. Let me clarify anything real quick before we get into the spoiler section, just real quick, 30 seconds. Basically... It is one of the greatest movies of all time. It is a little bit, uh, I guess, masculine driven in, in some points where you would say that I could I could say that, you know, there's a lot of toxic masculinity going on, but to the point of it, it feels authentic to what these families actually go through and families like this, not just Italian families, but, you know, families of this nature where they have, uh, you know, the the overarching patriarch that is 
kind of controlling things, not just within the family, but outside the family, the friends, the family, the neighbors, the community, they got their hands in everything. Um, and so it, there is elements to this story being the authentic immigrant story too, which I'm not going to uh, uh, talk too much about the comparisons, like I said, but um, but yeah, a lot of people would say that there's a lot of uh, Americana values or iconography type uh, feelings in this movie and in this trilogy that can be relatable to multiple generations of of probably just a lot of different types of ethnicities um, out there. So um, anything else we need to discuss about this? I gave it a nine out of 10. Uh, it's essentially a perfect movie, even with it, even with some of the fat on it. And when I said the fat, it when I, I mean like these scenes that easily could have been cut up a little bit. It could have been a faster movie. I mean, just movies in general in the seventies were slower. But on top of that, they're having like conversations that feel like they didn't have to have all the time. Um, but I do like the, uh, the shagginess of this movie and it kind of makes it, uh, it does make it feel more authentic. Um, but there, like I said, there's one or two parts about the middle half of this movie, I believe that probably would have been better served as uh, a television show, in my opinion, just because even though it's three hours, it almost needs to be three and a half hours because there is a, probably a 20 minute revenge plot, multiple, multiple revenge plots that probably need to be resolved uh, a lot faster than just doing it off screen. I mean, uh, there is a large chunk of things that are resol resolved off screen. And given that it is coming from uh, Puzo's novel, you can probably just jump into Puzo's novel and see what you actually missed, you know, how so-and-so was hunted down or something like that. But um, but yeah, this is, this is an entertaining ass movie. And I, I think maybe what people would want to know, should you watch the rest of the Godfather trilogy? Obviously, I think you should watch number two, because number two is up there known. It's, it's one of the best sequels of um you know in cinema so i think that obviously number two should be watched but number three number three um so the reason i think you should watch number three if you're a cinephile i obviously think you should watch number three you need to understand where this uh where the wheels ran off the road or something like that or if they even did I'm, i haven't even exactly given my full opinion on three um is it even comparable to eight uh sorry is it even comparable to uh one and two godfather part one and two um, in my opinion, no. Part three feels like it's starting. It's it it is the general mafia movie that probably uh, people were thinking that The Godfather was going to be, and and so what happens is part three becomes more um, more generic, and the way that it's executed 
in comparison to the first two authentically uh, shot and well thought out, planned out movies. You know, three feels like it's a cash grab. Um, and a little bit spiteful, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to kind of describe three without going into too many uh, plot spoilers and everything like that. But basically, three is quoted a lot more than I would have thought. A lot of people quote three, probably not even knowing that they're quoting Godfather three. Um, I, I think I was for a while. But anyways, um, yeah, if you're a cinemaphile, if you really want to know what happens at the end of this, uh, I would recommend watching three. If you just want to watch The Godfather 1 and, you know, kind of imagine what happens in the rest of the films, I'd say, yeah, I think you're you would be completely set doing that just as well. I feel like my time is more valuable than watching lesser than movies. Um, you know, uh, I, I can understand that. So just stick with The Godfather and in two if you can. But, you know, only if you're a real cinephile and, and a completist, then do that third one. Um, but yeah, and it's not, it's not a, people might be like, oh, it's, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just not AFI top 100 movie, you know, it's just, there's just a lot of flaws in three that have happened. So anyways, let's get back to the spoilers for The Godfather. And, uh, yeah. I will say there's some really great podcasts on um, Apple and Spotify and all these other, uh, what was it? Uh, the Rewatchables have a great Godfather podcast. They did one, two, and three, I believe. I think it was Unspooled with Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson, I think. They, they have a great Godfather podcast, Bald Move great godfather podcast these are three podcasts i was listening to before starting this one i wanted to try to ingest as much behind the scenes um footage as i i possibly could with uh regards to audio footage i guess you know i wanted to listen to as much as i could before um doing the podcast i was actually pretty intimidated by doing the godfather podcast i think there's just so much information that is needed to be you know explain portrayed etc and um you know these big afi top 100 movies are kind of intimidating sometimes because you're like damn am i gonna get everything am i gonna get everything so last two days i've had uh the godfather uh godfather just replaying in the background so i can have it uh, a little bit more visually rich in my head so let's start the spoilers for The Godfather 1972. Again, if you are watching on the VOD, you are going to be getting a condensed version for this podcast and the full version is available on, available on patreon.com slash Links are provided in the description as well as luckadoutpodcast.com. <laughs> 